Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. And it's go time and show time. I don't know. That's really Hi, guys. Go time and show time. That's the difference between radio Scott and Cat and podcast Scott and Cat. That was a very radio thing. Hey guys, it's showtime. I actually, that's like, that. can I just say, honestly, the really radio things always, I don't yeah. like them. Um, a lot of stuff is overdone. Hey guys, it's showtime. Like, who says that? Nobody says that in real life. Guys, you're just listening to a podcast, doing your, doing your thing, uh, and we appreciate you listening, so thank you for that. Right here with your buddies, Scott and Cat. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we'll start off with this. Tim Peel probably wasn't a household name for many, but now seems to be. He's the NHL referee who got caught on a hot mic. Basically saying he was looking to hand out a penalty. Yeah, not good. It is. So here's the thing. There are makeup calls in sports. Every now and again, the referees will get it wrong. They'll issue, I don't know, a holding penalty, an interference penalty, tripping, something like that. And it's kind of a soft call. So to right a wrong, because it's not like you can put two minutes back on the clock, then they'll make up uh, or they'll look for an opportunity to penalize the other team. And then everything is back to equal. Both teams had a power play. It happens all the time, right or wrong. I'm really, really surprised they fired him over that. Like, why didn't they just come out and explain the reality of the situation? Hey, listen, there's human error in this. And if if we made a soft call in the first, we should probably make it up in the second. You know, in between periods, we go back, we watch a little bit of game film occasionally. We'll discuss as a team what happened in that period. And you kind of know, like, eh, fuck, yeah, we kind of owe the the Preds one here. We kind of owe it to them. So, you know what? First thing that's even close, call it. Referees go into a game with a strategy in the same way that players go into a game with a strategy. And it's just sort of an unspoken thing that we all kind of know happens. It doesn't make it okay, though. No, I mean, I completely completely disagree with you. I hear where you're coming from, but you have to set a precedent on stuff like this. You can't be doing that. Your your job as, as a ref is supposed to be right down the middle. You're not supposed to really go out of your way to say one thing or the other, you know, unless it's it's you making a call and then explaining the call. OK, fine. But you can't you can't say stuff like this and get away with it. They got to set a precedent on this. And there's no way NHL PR would be able to continue on without people complaining if they kept this guy employed. Nope. nearest I can tell, though, I mean, with the amount of gambling that goes on in sports, the last thing the NHL wants is a perception out there that referees are intentionally trying to create power play opportunities for other teams. So I get it from their standpoint, but I think that they could have uh, definitely spoken to him. I don't think they'll ever again get a referee to be able to wear a mic, because if I were a ref, knowing that what happened to Peel here, I wouldn't want to wear it. I wouldn't want to be mic'd up for a game. Uh-uh, fuck that. He was just doing his job, doing it the way they've always done it, and trying to make sure things were equal. Hey, listen, we made a bad call in the first we can't take away that power play that the other team got. So what we're going to do is we're just going to we might call a soft call on you just to even it up so that everybody got the same amount of even strength time. I don't think there's much wrong with that. If, right or wrong, that's the way the game has been played for a very long time. And like I said, referees, they're not idiots. They go into a game knowing exactly what's up. 
They know who's got beef with each other. They know what's at stake. They know it all. And they talk. And I, I think it was wrong that they fired the guy, especially when he was a month away from retirement. I mean, give me a fucking break. <laughs> Uh, we've basically written the obituary and had the funeral. It's all but certain Kyle Lowry is leaving mm-hmm. the Raptors after today. And it's quite possible by the time that you hear this, a lot of people listen to us on the drive home or late night binge, whatever it might be. You already know the answer to this. But at this at this point in time, we don't have any official news on it. We all just figure it's going to happen. I mean, you're you're right. It's pretty it's pretty much like an in memoriam at this point to Kyle Lowry as a Raptor. When you look online, Twitter is just swarming with people remembering moments about Kyle Lowry's time as a Raptor, even though now at 945 a.m. as we record this, it hasn't it hasn't happened yet. But it's it's a sad thought. And last night's game, I mean, there was a lot of little indicators there for me as I was watching that made me go, yeah, like, you know, you're leaving when he looked at the camera at the end of the game and he gave a, he gave a couple little peace signs. He doesn't do that. He usually just gives a nod, sometimes a smirk, a smile. It's never anything like that. And he went out of his way to look at the camera and do what he did. We had Drake calling him in case you missed that. That was awesome. Drake gave him a call, FaceTimed him actually, of course, because he needed to have his face on there. Well, Kyle, and he knew Kyle was in the middle of his postgame press conference and he was feeling good, thankfully. I'm not sure if he would have called Kyle if they lost, but they won, which is good. So I'm sure that's why Drake thought this is a good moment as the ambassador to give you a FaceTime call. I don't think that would have happened if it wasn't, if all the circumstances didn't uh, align the way they seem to be aligning and that we will probably lose Kyle Lowry. We did everything but bring in Josh Groban. <laughs> Deep in We're going to miss you, Kyle. <laughs> I can hear you speak. You're still oh my god! You're gonna give you're gonna give TSN production people so many so many ideas with that one, bud. So many ideas, guys. Heard this great idea to podcast. Once they announce the trade, let's bring in Josh fucking Groban. Oh, Kyle, we're gonna miss you, brother. Yeah, oh, uh, Kyle. We're going to miss you. Uh, I, he's gone, right? I mean, I don't think there's any scenario where he stays. And if he does stay, it's too fucking awkward anyway. I mean, we've already <laughs> had the weird. funeral. Yeah. Could you imagine? They're like, and and nobody, uh, Powell's traded and that's it. Okay. Uh, tomorrow comes and we're like, well, fuck me, right? We were wrong. <laughs> that was awkward. That was so awkward. Uh, okay. I guess we'll talk about a statue uh, another day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there should be like a permanent monument for Kyle Lowry in Toronto? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, he served so many years. How many years has he been uh, with the Raps? Mm, good question. I don't time. know off the top of my head. A long time, right? And he's seen a lot. And he's been there in the hard times and he's been there in the in the best of times. Uh, and he deserved the best of times. And I think he's one of the few players that I can really say he truly deserved uh, that moment. Absolutely. Sorry, if you're going to do the obituary, I want to play the Josh Groban again. <laughs> to see he- was there he made us proud he continued through the years to be not only a great representation of basketball but of Canada and of Canadian basketball and all the little ones out there the amount of inspiration he instilled in them all we will miss Kyle Lowry Uh, Kyle it's amazing how many like premier athletes have come to Toronto and left. And it's amazing how many athletes have made an entire city sad at the same time. Yeah. I guess the last one 
Would you put Kawhi in that category or not really? Because he was really only here for a year. Although it was short, I mean, short-lived, as short, short of a time that you can have with a team. I think that's the minimum amount of time you could possibly have with a team. He made he made an impact. And I think that DeRozan was was incredible for us. But but it's it's the sentiment behind it. Like, when I think of DeRozan, I don't think, oh, man, the love he had for Toronto. No, I mean, the guy just wanted a championship. And, hey, I don't hate on him for that. If I was in his position, fuck yeah. Hey, that team's doing well. I think I can add to that. I'm right. I win a trophy. I peace out. You can't really blame them because they're the ones with the skill and the talent. Who are you to judge? But all of that said, he didn't have the same love and and compassion. And, like, you feel Kyle's heart. You really do. Through all the years, you feel his heart. And I think... That is what that is what makes uh, an awesome player and someone that we will never forget. And even when he leaves, he's going to be one of those people we'll continue to give a standing ovation to when he comes and, and plays here in Toronto again. So I, I'm okay with it. I think he should get a statue to answer yes. Um, oh, and yes over Vince Carter and yes over anybody else. I think so. Hmm. <laughs> okay, fair. Breaking news. You ready? Oh, no. Here we go. The Supreme Court of Canada has ruled the federal carbon tax is constitutional in a 6-1-2 decision. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I mean, now everybody has a choice. At least we know we have a choice. We know that Justin Trudeau and the liberals are hardcore pushing this carbon tax. And and if you want to know what the effect of the carbon tax is, I mean, you can look around. I don't think anybody thinks climate change is getting any better. I, I, I haven't found anybody in the world. Who says carbon is is coming out of the environment, but we are paying a fuck of a lot more for gas and many, many, many other things. So now we have a choice. And if you don't like the carbon tax, forget about the courts striking it down. I don't think there was ever a chance they were going to because well, I think we all understand the limitations of the Supreme Court and a six one two decision is anything but unanimous. So now you got to vote and we're probably going to be voting in June. Find out, do you support a carbon tax or do you have a better way to clean up the environment? Justin says the only way to do it is to charge people money for it, but we'll give it all back. Such horse shit. Such fucking horse shit. Uh, I just want somebody to do something that actually has an impact and cleans up the environment a little. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Something that's for the environment that actually works to clean up the environment. Because I don't think this carbon tax has done a thing except take money out of all of our pockets. It's terrible. So I'm assuming that this will be a big this will be a big talking point for the opposition um, should the election or when the election happens. Right. This is going to be their This is going to be their go to. Right. Well, you know, I mean, everybody's in a weird spot because you've got the Trudeaus who are formally in favor of a carbon tax. And then you've got Aaron O'Toole, and I know that Aaron does care very much about the environment. Uh, him and I feel very similar about that and that we need to actually do something. He's committed to, to making actual progress on climate change. The problem is his own fucking party at the convention last week voted against a motion that would formally say climate change is real. And that's not to say that the people don't think it's real. It just means they didn't want that wording written into it. And it's going to be an uphill battle for him. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I I just don't understand how charging people more makes them use less fossil fuels. I mean, you can go ahead and tax the shit out of me, but at the end of the day, I still have to drive to work. Well, okay, so you made a great point that that people are are bringing up. So, yes, absolutely. Is it going to impact you and your choices? No, not really. But it will impact the big businesses who do guzzle a lot of it. No? 
I don't think so. I mean, big business, the real big business, has figured out ways to get around paying taxes, income taxes, capital gains taxes. I'm pretty sure they can figure out how to get around the carbon taxes. And what they'll do is, while we're implementing this carbon tax, they'll take all the subsidies that are meant to offset it. But then when the subsidies are done, boom, then they're opposed to it. And God only knows what's going to happen to this down the line. Right now, it's really just a tax. And they should just call it what it is. It's not a carbon tax. It's not an environment tax. It's just a cash grab. Just say it like it is. Oh, by the way, uh, yesterday, the provincial government, this is the Doug Ford, Ontario government, stayed true to their word. They didn't raise taxes. But fuck me, cat, are they ever spending a lot of money? Do we have a second here to talk about the budget? Yeah, let's talk about the budget. I'd like to talk about the budget, and I'd like to talk about the response from the opposition about the budget, too. And a $186 billion budget loaded with new spending. $6.7 billion for pandemic-related measures. That includes $1 billion to vaccinate everyone and $2.3 billion for testing and contact tracing. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure... It's amazing to me we can vaccinate everybody for a billion, but it'll cost two point three billion to keep testing people and contact tracing them. Why the fuck don't we just take the two point three billion, put that into vaccination, get everybody a shot right fucking now, and then we don't need contact tracing or or testing. Is money what we're missing right now, though? Is money actually what will make this change? Because we kind of be a little we're kind of seem to be a little slow moving, but maybe money will help. Is that what will help? Because do we have enough people employed for it? What is the actual issue with us not being able to do this? Is is Does it come down to money right now in this moment? Uh, it's really supply. We're just waiting on supply. That's the thing, right? So how is money going to help? Because I'm pretty sure that if we go to some of these big drug manufacturers and say, hey, listen, if we sprinkle maybe a quarter billion dollars on your desk there, do you think you could put another facility See, up and manufacture just for Canada? Maybe they know, though. Let's just I'm just going to play devil's advocate because maybe they know for a fact they can't do that because they have a certain amount of drugs allocated to other places. So let's say the states has another shipment of two million coming their way next week. And we try to sl- under, slap down some money, and be like, give us that instead. They're not going to fuck around with that relationship they have with another country just so that oh, Canada can be. Can take can take it. I still don't even think money will will have them do that. I don't necessarily think money in this moment is what I mean is the answer. Long term, yeah, absolutely, because we need to continue doing what we're doing. When the supply is there, we need to employ people to get the shots in arms that are that do that right. Uh, but otherwise, I don't really know that throwing money right now into this makes any sense because it seems to be making no difference at all. Why don't we just buy the patent, make it ourselves? I don't hey. think it's that easy either. I mean, I don't know enough about it. I don't, I don't think do. the government knows any more than you do, by the way. They're a bunch of morons sometimes the way they do procurement. I don't think they know any more than you do. So feel free. You, you're basically the procurement minister. Okay. So as the <laughs> procurement minister, can I just say, I, I'm not sure that, that I, I mean, I don't know the, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm assuming I'm going to go ahead she. and I'm going to go ahead and assume, Scott, that it's just easier said than done, right? Sure, you can say all these things. Why don't we do this? And in some cases, it's really sad when you do look back at, at, at moves that are made in government and you go, was there an easier way? And you find out, yeah, we could have done this. Like, well, fuck. Why didn't yeah, I you? Know. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's not that easy. We can't just be like, give me this patent. I'm making it here. There's a lot to go through. And by the time you go through all of that, it could be 2022. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm assuming they looked at all of those things that you're mentioning. And it's really not at a snap of the finger that all of those things are going to take place so quickly, even with money thrown at it. 
Let's say, for example, they do discover that these vaccines are really only effective for a year. Then you're going to need to get that booster shot every year. We could be making those now so we don't end up up Shit's Creek come next spring. We could. There's so many more things that I think we should be investigating that I don't think those dipshits are doing. They're fucking dumb. It's remarkable to me that there's no qualifications whatsoever to become a cabinet minister. It's crazy, cat. how little thought goes into some of the things that get done. I'm also a little mad about the carbon tax. So anyway, uh, I think a lot of people are <laughs> also included. There is going to be a another round of business grants to assist with pandemic expenses and job training. Good. You know what? I think that every business in this province that has had to buy a mask or install a plexiglass barrier or put a fucking sticker on the floor that says walk this way should be reimbursed every penny because you know where COVID didn't come from? Montana's, the keg, Walmart. It didn't come from any of them. There was a lot of people that screwed up continuously over the last year and businesses have to pay for it. They should be reimbursed for every out-of-pocket expense that they've incurred because of this pandemic. I believe that. Another thing they're doing is more money for parents. Parents are getting $400 per child. This is the third round of payments to families. It's $500 if you have a child with special needs. It's amazing to me. I I had a few people message me this morning. In fact, let me read you one of the tweets Mm -hmm. that I got. This is from uh, Johnny Big Stacks, I believe. There he is. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Hey, Scott, I'm all for free money for my kid, but do I really need it? No, I'm very lucky and blessed. The government knows how much we all make. They should give it to the people who really need it. I mean, Johnny, if you don't need it, give it to somebody who needs it. Yeah. If you're telling me that the government's going to give this money to all families, even though you don't need it, then don't take it. Look, you have a lot of cho- and you have a lot of choices. Uh, and our family's a, a good example of that. My husband's been able to work this entire time. I've been able to work this entire time. When the child benefit came down, I decided to put that into local businesses. That was my choice. So I bought things uh, for my kids, uh, books at a local bookstore, for example, just as one example, clothing that they needed from a, a local shop. I try to put my money that way. So you can reinfuse it. You can give it to someone absolutely who needs it. If you know of someone that needs it, that's a great point. It is frustrating for some people to hear that, though. And I understand that because that would be frustrating if, let's say, your child is just to just old enough where you're not going to get that benefit, but they still cost money. We all know that children, when you hear the word children, you're like, okay, so everyone under the age of 18, right? But we know that kids cost you money. For some parents, very long-term, uh, up to the age of 30, they're costing them money, which always blows my mind, depending on the circumstance, of course. Uh, and I, I am glad to see that uh, children with special needs are going to get a little bit more. I think it should be even more than that. My Probably a little more than that. My you're personal right. opinion, you should drop down the, the cost to parents of children a little bit and, and have that at more for the, the parents of special needs children. Because I do have friends who do have special needs children, and it's been so tough for them this last year. So tough. The programs that they usually go to, their usual routines are all screwed up. They could really use that money and, and probably get them a little extra something to help out with that on their day-to-day. And not just to help the children, and that's what matters most, but to also give those parents, uh, cut those parents a little bit of slack, at least, when it comes to the price they have to pay sometimes to keep up with the fact that nothing is nothing is available to them that used to be available to them. It's really frustrating. So, Or even, hey, why don't... 
I know it's a lot of work on the government side, but why don't we have people apply for it? And that way, hey, I don't need it. I'm going to let people who apply for it apply for it. And if you meet this requirement of, hey, you, your household makes less than X amount or you have X amount of children, you get it. I don't care what it is. But anyway, that's the way I choose to do it. When I receive this money, I'm going to make sure that I put it right back uh, to, to local businesses uh, once once more. Or if I find out somebody I know could really use it, then I would I would be happy to help them. But that's a little bit tougher. People I find aren't often uh, willing to give up, uh, give that information out of uh, for a lot of different reasons. Can uh, I just say and you're absolutely right. I agree with everything you said, but maybe it's time to formally adjust the age of majority. We all acknowledge that what happens today is very different from what happened 20 years ago. Me, I turned 18, uh, mauled around for a little bit. I had my own place by the time I was 20 years old. It doesn't happen like that anymore. Kids are staying home longer. And that's a real expense for parents, particularly when they're in post-secondary situations. I've got two kids in university. Two kids where I still pay their cell phone bills and their tuition and their gas and all the other things that kids wow. come to their parents and ask money for. And, and you know what? They pay for their own stuff. They have jobs, but there's still certain things that I have to pay for. And it's a lot of money. Yeah, I don't understand why just because they turned a magic age, I wouldn't get any of that money. So what I'm, wait a minute. What but I'm they're getting, more expensive than most. What I'm getting from this is when I get my money, you want me to give you half? Well, you know, and, and you, <laughs> you know wanna, what? To, I'm happy to do that for you if you need it, but <laughs> to Johnny's point, I also don't need another four hundred dollars no. from the government. I don't. If I did happen to get it, then I would probably be the one who would say, mm, "Pick a charity, pick a charity, food bank, yeah, food bank, four hundred dollar exactly. donation." Yeah, and that's and that again, that is an option. That is a choice. But I understand how if you're not one of those people that receive money, or you don't believe you're receiving enough, or you're really struggling, that frustrates you to know that that much money is being doled out that isn't really needed. That might go to uh, uh, the next fucking home sense sale. You know, that's that's frustrating. And I totally fully understand that. And I'm not sure what the right answer is. But all I can hope is that those people who do receive the money, if they really don't need that money, will find something to do with it. will donate, um, you know, or give it to their school fundraiser or whatever, whatever it is. Let's let's dish it out. OK, let's dish I'm, it out if you can. I'm hoping that you people who didn't need it, but still took one of those Chromebooks or iPads from the school for distance learning. Maybe you can invest in your own Chromebook so that that Chromebook can go back to the school and they can give it to someone who actually can't afford one. There's a lot of people who have got technology from the schools and they don't need it. They have laptops. They just don't want them tied up with school shit. That's frustrating to me, too, because there's people on waiting lists that just don't have that Mm -hmm. stuff. It's frustrating. Uh, Also, one of the other things from the uh, two other things from the budget. They are building another hospital in Brampton. That's excellent. Great. I know the people in Peel will certainly need that. And they're investing finally in two-way, all-day go train service from Georgetown to Kitchener. So it's going to be Georgetown, what would be uh, Acton, Rockwood, Guelph, Breslau, Kitchener. Good. Do you know how important it is to have two-way, all-day go train Mm -hmm. service between Kitchener and Toronto? Mm -hmm. This is the... The Silicon Valley of Ontario and probably of all of Canada <laughs> yes. in Waterloo region, there should be two-way all-day go. You made I'm it- glad it's finally been, you know, we started talking about this shit when Kathleen Wynne was in yes. charge. Maybe even Dalton before her. Thank God somebody's actually doing it. It's been a long road. And you made a great point this morning, um, and it's something I thought of when I heard about this yesterday, was that 
the home prices are already insane. And I know they're insane absolutely across the board everywhere. But in KW, I'm, I'm obviously, because I live here, I hear of it a lot. And this announcement, you made the point that this means those housing prices ain't going to chill out anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You're going to see more people that are going to go, well, if I can commute via Go or I, I can get there, let's say, more often if I move to KW from from the GTA, then why not? Or if you're in Toronto, you move to wherever it might be. Georgetown is another good example. So I, I see housing prices really just not going, not going anywhere but up with this news. And it's already crazy. And you made the point about young people like your kids, for example, when they do want to get a house, how hard it is for them to do that financially. All of those things are going to make it worse, but it's also good. I mean, it's good. We need we need that uh, that connection to Toronto and to be a little bit easier. I'll use it. I'll use it for fun. Obviously not for work, but I'll use it for fun. I'll use it for after drink or after work drinks, yeah. Jays games, stuff like that. Um, yeah, like I said, it makes too much sense. I, it's just shocking that it didn't get done before this. And yeah, that's going to do insane things to the already hot real estate market. Uh, a couple other things that I want to talk about here. I got the weirdest fucking phone call yesterday. I recently had to renew my life insurance and I I got my my advisor on the phone. And she's like, OK, cool. Here's what we'll do. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, obviously it's a, a been a long time since you set up the policy. So now that it's renewal time, your rates are going to go up because you're a little older. And I was ready for that. I knew that. OK, fine. I'm in my 40s now. But then. And at, this is after I've already gone through all the medical stuff. The nurse came to my home. Blood pressure spot on perfect twice in two different arms my my heart rate optimum everything was good but then yesterday afternoon i got a phone call from my advisor hey scott uh, the policy's in place and yeah everything's good the the medical went well but unfortunately they're going to move you into uh, another risk category and i thought what the fuck was there something wrong with my blood work oh no 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 your blood work was great it's because you put on a few pounds You're a little outside of our comfort range for weight. So it's going to be, get this, get this, an extra $35 a month because I'm overweight. What? $35 a month. month. Stop. Okay, so not only, so hang on a second. So in one phone call, that was, that's a, that's a, hey, I feel like a shit phone call after that. Oh, I felt like such an asshole. So it, I thought, am I eating too much? I, I don't know. Like, I can't fucking help in it. In one phone call, basically, and let me sum this up in the way that they didn't say, but basically what they said to you is, hey, we need to take 35 more dollars a month from you and consider it a fat tax. That's basically a fat tax. It's a fat tax. Yeah. Rude. And I get that I'm not skinny, but I'm not like morbidly obese. I think I'm like, I don't know, under 15 pounds over... The comfort range okay, for so them. A couple of questions because mine mine works a little bit differently. I have mine kind of combined, so I actually did whatever. I, I didn't. I don't know the answer to this. So if you lose weight, are you allowed to like call them and be like, "I lost weight, so come back and and help me save thirty five dollars a month." Well, that's what she says. Yeah. Okay. She says if you lose some weight, you can call us back and we'll adjust your premium. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I think if I'm paying it anyway, I'm just going to turn myself into a fucking asshole and eat everything I see. And like, I'll even start eating cigarettes or something. Like, I'm just going to do all the high risk shit. Get me a bag of Coke. All the stuff that you say is high risk that you could have dinged me for. You're not. You're dinging me because I'm fat. Fuck. 
And I am a fat fuck. That's the irony of it all. Yeah, you know what? At a certain point, if you've come too far, like if you look down at that number, whatever it is, and they say to you, you know what? You got to be 40 pounds lighter. That's no easy feat. So I say, no. fuck it, bud. Go have a piece of cake. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Well, fuck it. Then I might as well just go for broke. And, yeah, and Totally. You know, how yeah. much until I go into the next category? Like, do I have like 15 pounds to work with here? Like I can put on up to 15 more pounds. At what point do I get charged 70 extra a month? That is that is a sh- that is a shitty phone call to get. And you could tell she did not want to make that phone call. No. I was talking to her and she's like, yeah, yeah. She's beating around the bush, a little bit of small talk. And she's like, yeah, a little problem with your premium. And I, I honestly <laughs> thought, okay, like what? Like, do I have COVID or something? Did you detect something in my blood work? No, no, not that. You're just fat. Like, fuck. Oh, fuck. my God. So frustrating. Oh, another question while we're talking. You know when you get those emails every week that say, uh, click here to load your offers from PC Optimum or click here to load your offers from ESO? Sure. I'm pretty sure after multiple weeks of going through this this dog and pony show (laughs) that those offers are already there. I don't think I actually need to click the email and open the app to load the offers. I think so... (laughs) I think you've been duped because I'm pretty sure when you open the app, it does load the offers. So why am I? I didn't want to open my PC app this morning, but I got that fucking email. Oh, time to load your PC offers. All right. Well, I better click it. I don't want to not get my points. Did you think there was like an expiration moment to it? Like if you don't do it in this second, oh, your offers are (laughs) fucking gone. (laughs) I don't know. It's just if I get an email that wants me to action something, I'm going to fucking action it. That's why I opened it. Are you it. that easy? Really? I'm going to send you a text to send me an e-transfer right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but something really disturbing, though. I open the app, and I can't even fucking explain it. I don't know what they're doing over there. We should try and get Galen Weston on the podcast, because whatever Maple... You think Galen Weston knows? That guy doesn't fucking know. No, he's probably never even been in a law No, he's no fucking He's shopping at Whole Foods. (laughs) He's got that kind of money. It's cheaper. What in the holy shit is dessert hummus? Oh, yeah. What is that? Like brownie batter dessert hummus, maple tahini dessert hummus. Right. Listen, what I will, I will give credit where credit is due. When it comes to PC, though... Their products do get you talking. I mean, you're fucking talking about it, aren't you? And when I went to that, that specifically that dip area is where I was looking last time. And they have like a million dips, like so many dips and options for vegans like crazy now. There's like vegetarian uh, and vegan options for dips because, you know, sometimes you'll get like the five cheese and blah and vegans are like, fuck off. Like, all right, I guess I'll just stick to, I don't know, whatever I can eat. But there's great options in there. The dessert hummus, it's so funny because I saw that and I wondered the same thing. Because isn't hummus hummus? Like people who are truly, like truly know, know what hummus is and the ingredients that go in hummus. So if you're adding other ingredients, which I'm assuming this is, I don't know if you have the ingredient list in front of you. Right in front of me, actually. Okay, so is it still, is it actually still hummus if you're adding chocolate to it? Here's the recipe for the maple tahini dessert hummus okay all right maple tahini no salt added chickpeas drained and thoroughly rinsed a quarter cup 
of tahini. Hey, tahini dark, is already in hummus. Okay. Yep. Dark grade three or four maple syrup plus one tablespoon for garnish. Optional. Two tablespoons of lemon juice, a quarter tablespoon of ground cinnamon, quarter tablespoon of ground cardamom, and one tablespoon of toasted sesame seeds for garnish. That's optional. So does it taste like hummus or does it taste like dessert? Because that's what I don't understand. I love hummus, but I want to dip, uh, I don't know, non bread in it. I don't want to dip like fucking cookies in it. <laughs> Seriously, it's weird, right? Well- it's different, yeah. I, and I guess in the PC kitchen, if you will, they just thought, what can we do that's a little bit different? I I mean, I don't think I'll try it, but I actually think that that will probably taste good, though. I it probably be, will. Yeah. I just don't understand how it could. Yeah. It, or is it, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is it still hummus? Is it, is it, can we just call it something different just because it's made from chickpeas and it had, does have tahini? Is it still hummus? If it's a dessert hummus. I mean, that, that thought is kind of blowing my mind right now. Weird, man. Really yeah, weird. weird. Uh, okay, uh, Mask Singer. I don't know if we're going to have time for it because we're already going just a touch long here, but I do want to fit this story in because this is too fucking good. Too good. And we talked about this a little bit on our FM radio show. So if you're one of the people who listens to the radio and also the podcast, thank you. We love that. We're going to go a little more in depth on this. We've all heard throughout the pandemic. That one of the safest ways you can bone somebody or get boned is using a glory hole. There's a barrier between you and them and you stick your dick through the hole and do it. Glory hole. So here's what happened. His name is Eric. Her name is Katie. They were doing a little role play in the bedroom. She was the lonely housewife. He was the handyman. Mm. And they came up with an idea. You know what? We're supposed to try these glory holes here. And since you're the handyman, why don't you take the doorknob off the door and then boom, we've got a barrier with a hole in it. That seems fairly creative. In my mind, it never occurred to me that I could take the handle off the door and fuck someone through it. I'm just trying to think of how much work that is, because that sounds to me like a lot of work. Like, that's not an easy... Like, couldn't you find anything? Was there nothing else? Couldn't you be like, hey, this spare sheet, why don't we hang this and then poke a hole in it and make that? No. Let's take the door handle. Like, that's a lot of work. Sure. Well, taking the door handle off, it's not that big a deal. It's just two screws, and then you pull everything apart. It's not that bad. It's tedious, though. Who wants to do that? But meantime, what? You're all like... like get blue balls in the meantime don't you like just waiting for all of that shit to go down unless you planned ahead well it's funny i'm looking at a door right now trying to figure out how thick that is i'm gonna guess that that's a solid inch and a half and frankly i don't have an inch and a half to lose (laughs) i need that inch and a half you're gonna be sorely disappointed if it has to go through a door before it goes in you so yeah (laughs) yeah here's a fun game in any case it's like whack-a-mole here it is here it is here it is (laughs) So back to Eric and uh, what was her name again? It's Eric and Katie. Eric takes the doorknob off. Then he took multiple Viagra. Oh, all right. The the OG reason that we loved Pfizer. Right. (laughs) Remember that? So you got Eric here with a fucking fistful of blue pills. 
He's got a hole in the door. He's got his wife on the other side, ready to back, back, back that ass up. And here we go. He puts his dick through the. (laughs) He puts his dick through the hole in the door. And it didn't last long before he started to feel the pain. And it wasn't like splinters inside the door. The problem was his dick got stuck in the hole. (laughs) His knob got stuck in the hole for a knob. Yeah, it's irony, right? That's fucking crazy. Wait a minute, though. Aren't those holes kind of big? Or not always? Like, I'm just trying to picture that because I don't have like in this room, there's not like a regular doorknob In, in this place, I think. Isn't it kind of big? Like, I mean, well, good for you, I guess. Sure, good for you. I mean, if you can fill the whole fucking knob hole with the knob, that's that's create that, that that's big, right? You got a big hog there. I don't know if it was a full sized hole. In any case, he got his dick stuck in it. So we fast forward a little bit here. Katie is like, oh, you're in a lot of pain. I I think I I I can't get that out. Like we can use all the Paul all the dish soap and and Vaseline that's we have, I, but okay. it's not going to work. Really. It wasn't coming out, cat. It's possible, though, that if he's got one of those weird sideways bends in his dick, it might have gone through like where the the latch part comes out. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. Some guys have got a weird bend in their dick. I don't know. I can't explain it. They just have it. Okay. All right. He might have had a bendy like a straw, if you will. So she decided we're going to have to call the paramedics. Don't shut the door. Don't shut the fucking door. (laughs) That's my dick. So the paramedics show up and even they, I mean, they don't train you for how to get a dick out of a hole in a door in paramedic school. Don't they don't say. do that. <laughs> it, it's, it's not even like a side project that you can work on. It's just not even an option. They don't teach you what to do in that sense. So they made the decision that the only way we're going to be able to do this is with tools that we don't have in the ambulance. We're going to have to take you down to the hospital. And the guy Poor fucking Eric here. He's got his dick in a door and he's got a fucking belly full of Viagra. Like, this is a nightmare. It's the last thing I want to do. So they decided we don't need to unscrew the door from the hinges. We're just going to cut a hole around the hole in the door <laughs> and we're going to take you in with a piece of the door on your dick. Shut up. And yes. I'm imagining he couldn't even put on pants then. If that's the case, would they just drape a fucking sheet around him? Like, come on here. There's your sheet. Just- Put that around your big fucking engorged dick and this piece of door and let's bring you into the ER. That's exactly what they did. They just wrapped wow. him up in like a, a sheet or a towel and they threw him in the ambulance and here we go. Fucking How- lights and sirens. We got an emergency here. How awkward is it that you're going into the ER? At that point, you feel a lot of different emotions and it's pain and it's stress and it's anxiety. But none of it actually reflects when you look at the dick. You're like, well, you're fucking excited. You're like, No, I'm not. I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah. Yeah. So the paramedics get him to the hospital. He's got this little square of wood, like a dick donut, if you will. <laughs> and and the doctors managed to get his dick out of the door. And the good news is there's no permanent damage. Good. Great. Good. No permanent except physical the, damage. Except for to the door. Well, yeah, the door ended up with the shit end of that stick, didn't it? I mean, did anybody ask, like... What what about the door, though? Like, you guys, first off, you tried to use it for some weird sex, lonely housewife, handyman sex game, and then you turned it into a glory hole, and then you took so much Viagra, your dick got stuck in it. Like, fuck. In any case, they cut it out, 
no permanent damage, but the the emotional scars. This poor fucking guy. I mean, he goes into the ER, wheeled in on a stretcher by paramedics. Doctor has to do the peekaboo thing and look under the sheet and, whoa, look at that wood. Fuck. That would be terrible, cat. Terrible. <laughs> He's going to be fine, though. Okay. Did he get off, though? Oh, you're asking if there was a happy ending? Yeah. I don't know. I mean... I don't know how long Viagra works, but I mean, if it's still hard when they got the door off, you don't want to waste it, do you? Yeah, like then he's just sitting there with a boner like a like an asshole and just got a door removed from his dong. Like, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go, guys. Your day could get your don't put your dick in the in there after at least after you have a at least after you have a boner pill, I guess. But when you think about all the different things that men seem to get their dicks stuck in, it's amazing that they haven't started equipping paramedics and ambulances with more tools to free your dicks from these things. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get some asshole who thought, oh, I'm just going to stick my dick in the vacuum cleaner and see what happens. Yeah. Okay, well, now you're stuck, asshole. But somebody has to get your dick out of there for you. So maybe they should have a tool that like it'll you know, the things that'll slice through a cast, but not your skin. Yeah. Well, they have those. They have the medical saws, if you will. Yeah. Well, maybe we should start sticking them in ambulances to save people the embarrassment of having to go to the ER with their dick in a doorknob. Dude, that is so embarrassing. Oh, it's awful. God, let it be. Let it be a lesson for everybody. Um, You know what? Let's we can do this in a minute here. Let's talk about the mass singer really quick. Um, In short, it was what is it? Week three, I think. Right. Yeah. Week, week three of the mass Singer. Um, Niecy Nash was in again. I'm sure you were happy with that. Well, at first, Nick Cannon was on doing the voiceover, and I thought, ah, fuck, he's back. Yeah. But then Niecy Nash came out, so I guess they're only using Nick to do the voiceovers, which is fine. For he's now. good at those. Yeah, for now. He does eventually make his way back to hosting, but I'm not sure when that's going to actually air, when we're going to see it. They haven't said. I'm sure they'll make a deal of it, though. Uh, they brought in a new one. The shark came out of nowhere. Uh, or Orca. I'm sorry. The Orca came out of nowhere. All right, fine. Uh, but here's who went home, and this is where we'll issue a spoiler, although I know we don't need to. We're not on regular radio, and you people don't seem to complain as much as they do. You're but, adults. You can figure <laughs> you out can life. You can take it. Oh, uh, somebody ruined my favorite show for me. The uh, the raccoon went home, and this is what the raccoon sounded like, and once you hear it, you'll understand why the raccoon went home. It's a burning thing. Oh. Sleep. A fiery ring. He forgot 80% of the words to ring a fire. 80% of the words. 80% of the words he didn't know. You're absolutely right. On a singing show. You're absolutely right. So when it came to the guessing of this guy, I thought, I actually didn't know who it was. It wasn't one of those, I'm sure it's this person. And there was a couple of guesses for like Gary Busey. And I thought, yeah, fits the profile. Uh, But he did go home and it did end up being Danny Trejo. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because I can never remember Danny's name. Uh, let alone say it. But he's been but, in a million movies. Sure, but I had it in my head. Like, I definitely knew who that was. I just couldn't actually say the name because I'm like, I can picture him. This is what he looks like. Blah, blah, blah. What that, what's that fucking guy's name? And then, boom, he was revealed. And, and, and so I did get it right, but I just didn't get it right. But either way, the one that's got me really, really intrigued is the Russian Dolls. The Russian Dolls, yeah. So th- this started out, I think everybody knows what Russian Dolls are, right? A doll in a doll in a, do- in a doll is basically yep. what you need to know. In a doll in a doll. So the Russian Doll. It's like a dick, first- door, a, dick door, a, <laughs> a dick in a door and a dick in a door and a dick in a door. It's a dick and a dick and a dick and a door. 
So the Russian dolls, at first, the Russian it was the Russian doll, and we thought it was one person. Ends up, whoa, hold the phone. Someone came from behind the other one. There's two of them. Well, last night, there was three of them. Um, let me play a little bit of that for you guys. Okay. Okay, so listen, you hear that there, and to me, the first week and a little bit last night, it still sounded very boy bandish to me. But then it occurred to me, you're only hearing sing the singers that are on the stage. And just because there's now three doesn't mean there's not four or five Mm. or whatever. Mm. So now I'm convinced that that has got to be a harmony group. It's got to be a a boys to men or a a 112 or an as yet or one of those type groups. And I think that the reason they're bringing them out week by week by week is is because when they add in that fourth person, it's going to be a dead giveaway. Everybody knows the deep voice on that one guy from Boys to Men. And when he starts singing, ugh, that's obviously Boys to Men. I, or it could be 112 okay, or something. My I don't think I don't think that there's more. You think there's only 3? I think it like to me it sounded like the Jonas Brothers. Oh, that's and, an interesting guess. And I wouldn't put it past them to do this. Um, they like to have fun. They seem like they like to have fun. My only question is Nick's, uh, Nick Jonas, especially uh, schedule. I'm not sure that when they did film this, what he was doing, I'd have to look into it. And I didn't get the chance to research it last night. But when I heard it, I heard the Joe bros. Honestly, that's what I uh, heard. And if you look through the tweets, there's a lot of people who think that's Hanson. Oh, you know what? That's also a great guess. Yeah. That's also a great guess. I think if there's more than three, it's one of those big R&B harmonizing groups. If it's only three, it's probably a pop group, and it's probably Hanson or the Jonas Could Brothers. Could you imagine, though, it's not even a group? Like, this is just a group of people who happen to be good singers, but they acted together on a show? Oh, yeah. That wouldn't surprise me either. Like, they just piecemealed together like a... I don't know. Here's Zac Efron and Mario it's, it's, Lopez and somebody else. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the few members of the cast of Glee, or it's going to oh, end up or yeah. High School Musical, for example. It could end up being that way, but I think we need a, one more performance, right, to really, I think, nail down, uh, nail down who that is. Also, Robopine. Um, I love, I love Robopine. Let me just. Play. Who is that? I'll play that. I don't know. Such a beautiful voice. Though. Oh, you're pointing at Nicole. Oh, God. I I can't I don't know who it is yet I really don't know but they have a beautiful voice whoever it is Uh, but if you continue to watch it you can also uh, DM us your thoughts maybe you guys know let us know it's uh, at Scott Fox on air on Instagram or at cat on air cat with a K send us a DM anytime guys Uh, and that's probably it for us because we've been going a little while now yeah any chance that that robo pine there is Jason Derulo 
uh, you know, it's funny. That was a guest that was brought up yesterday. I think uh, Nicole Scherzinger was like, I think it sounds like Jason Derulo. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's not Neo. Neo has a beautiful voice as well, but it's a different tone. It's got to be someone like that. Could that be Chris Brown? Mm, no. No? I don't think so. No. Okay. No. okay. Uh, it's going to bug me all week then. Have yourselves a great Thursday, everybody. It's going to be beautiful today. We will catch you right back here tomorrow. And on Fridays, Dave Blizzard joins us. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.